The training camp cuts continue. The Blue Jackets have lost a handful more players to Cleveland, and they also lost a, go- a game to the Carolina Hurricanes because that's just how the Blue Jackets do these days. We're going to talk about all of that and more on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, trials, excitement, yelling. I've got some yelling to do in this episode about your favorite team on mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms and uh, also over on YouTube. We are like 20 subscribers away from my goal of 250 before the season starts in like four days, five days, six days. The season starts at some point in the next week uh, and I only need 20 subscribers to hit my uh, hit my goal. So if you haven't hit subscribe yet, then I would super appreciate it. Makes my life easier, makes your life easier, everybody wins. But uh, let's talk regrettably about last night's game because it was not great question mark uh it was uh, the the blue jackets have had better preseason games um they've also had worse preseason games in my opinion um i'm i'm unsurprised by the results of this uh just looking at the 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 game sheet uh, a bunch of the goals, uh, so they lost 8-1 to the Carolina Hurricanes. So they opened the scoring, which was great. Igor Chidakov with his fourth goal of the preseason, um, which I think <laughs> says a lot about how he has been feeling. Um, I, I've i really liked him this preseason. I think he's really taken a step up. Obviously, preseason is very different to the regular season. I hope he can kind of keep it going, but I have been joking about how uh, them introducing a new Russian rookie has uh, really made him step up to be like, well, you can't replace me. Um, And we're going to talk about Kirill Marchenko in a bit, actually. Um, But Igor Chinikov, fourth of the preseason, fourth in, I think, three or four games. So he's looking really good out there. Um, Unfortunately, he was like the only one that was. Um, No, that's not true. But then... The Hurricanes scored eight unanswered goals. Uh, they scored on the power play. I have some words to say about Eric Branson's decision-making in terms of giving penalties away in a bit. Uh, but the guys that scored the goals were all, for the most part, NHL guys. Uh, Yami scored. Uh, Stefan Nason, who's probably going to be with the... Uh, Hurricanes this season. Derek Stapan, who is on a PTO, I believe. Uh, Brent Burns, who I, again, forgot was a hurricane until this game. Uh, Martin Natchez, uh, Brady Shea, Derek Stepan again, and Martin Natchez again. So all NHL guys, bar Nason, who will probably spend a bunch of time with the Hurricanes this season, versus basically a bunch of bottom six guys that are fighting for the same two spots and Cole Sillinger. Uh, at forward, like it was not a particularly overwhelming lineup for the Blue Jackets. I don't think um, for me, and this is something I talked about in Monday's episode, I believe the the more interesting thing for me was the defense. Honestly, um, I think Nick Blankenberg had a had a pretty good game. Uh, he had 
just over 20 minutes of ice time, obviously playing on his offside. Um, and genuinely, I think he was hurt more by playing with his defense partner than he was by playing on his offside. So, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about that in a bit because I have some things to say about Eric Branson. But for the most part, like, this feels like one of these games where I'm like, yeah, it sucks, but it's the preseason. It means nothing. Um, I thought Tarasov was was fine in his uh, his half of the game, or he played 26 and a half minutes, uh, and then they swapped him out for Jack Greaves, who struggled, um, allowed f- five goals on... 24 shots, uh, which is not great, but again, he's the baby. Um, Tarasov, three goals on 21 shots. Again, not great, but could have been worse. Um, Carolina had uh, Antti Ranta in net, who I have long maintained is a very good goalie that just can't stay healthy. So unsurprising to see him have a good game. And looking at the, the lineup for the... Hurricanes, yeah, they didn't have their like big, big names in, um, but they had, you know, uh, Zingle, Stepan, Stasny, uh, Martinuk, Kokuniemi, Natchez, Burns, Pesci, Bear, Slavin, Shea, uh, a bunch of regulars plus a handful of guys that are probably competing for a, a bottom six spot versus uh, Cole Cylinder, I think, is the most experienced uh player on the <laughs> who was the most experienced player on the forwards uh well no that's not technically true um eric robinson was there emil bemstrom was there and then it's a bunch of guys competing for spots so unsurprising at the at the results honestly um in a minute we're going to talk a little bit more about this game uh, specifically we're going to talk about eric branson because i feel a rant coming on uh but first i've got to tell you about online because uh, it's where the game starts it's your number one source for all football betting information this season and all other sports betting as well you can find player developments team matchups news podcasts in-depth articles and analysis on basically every game and sport you can think of and as always but online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including things like MLB, MMA, boxing, golf. Uh, the NBA is starting up again soon, I think. The MLB is going into the playoffs. Uh, football is happening. College sports are happening. You can find all of these things at betonline.net. So I use your laptop or your mobile device to go to betonline.net to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. And uh, where this section is going to start is with a little bit of a rant. And my rant is that I understand that there are people in the Blue Jackets front office that thought they were being bullied last season. I disagree, um, but that is this, this that is not this rant. So they went out and they picked up Erica Branson. Um, the Blue Jackets, and I talked to Jeff Savoda about this last week, the Blue Jackets were very young, inexperienced, and not super physical on the blue line last season. So they decided to fix all of this by picking up Erica Branson for $4 million, which... Is what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I've talked enough about how I don't think that they need him, and I don't think they needed to pay that much for him. But he, he's here. He's probably going to take a roster spot away from a younger, more talented defenseman. Uh, but 
I, I could do nothing about that. My issue with Branson is they picked him up to be a physical presence, to protect his teammates, because they're getting bullied, I guess, and to fight and to be defensive. What Eric Branson did in last night's game was he saw Carson Meyer get hit. He then chased a guy across the ice to take a double minor for roughing. The first guy took a two-minute penalty for boarding. So what happened was the Blue Jackets were going on the power play, and then Eric Branson took four minutes worth of penalties to put them on the penalty kill, which the Blue Jackets allowed a goal on. So... If you're going to bring Eric Branson in to do all of the things that I just mentioned, like then maybe he should do those things instead of just taking stupid penalties. Like I could, you could see this coming a mile off. Like having watched Branson a little bit last year in Calgary, like this is what he does. He's here for grit and leadership and all of that bullcrap. That doesn't help the team. I cannot see it any way in which what Branson did in last night's game helps the team. Like, I, I got nothing. I genuinely cannot see any reason for him to be on the ice doing things like that. It's, it's so frustrating, especially because, like I've just mentioned, there are younger, more talented, more effective guys competing for roster spots right now. Um, if if you like, you don't need Eric Branson. Andrew Peak does basically the same thing, except takes less stupid penalties. David Yurichek has that same kind of pain in the ass play that he does, except he takes less stupid penalties. He's younger. He's got more upside. Nick Blankenberg, yeah, he's small. Yeah, he doesn't throw his weight around like Branson. But like I mentioned in I think last episode, I would take Nick Blankenberg on the ice any day over Eric Branson. But like it or not. He's here. He's going to get a regular roster spot. He's going to take that away from a more talented, younger player. I just, if he's going to do that, I wish he would do that and not also actively hurt the team while doing it. Like, if he wants to fight to defend big hits, sure. But there's a... I dislike fighting in hockey for various reasons, not including... Uh, not not uh, up to and including the uh, traumatic brain injuries that result from being punched in the face repeatedly. If he's going to be here, then he should minimize the things he does that actively hurts this team, like going from being on the power play to being on the penalty kill. Because if he wants to fight, fine. Like, I, I can I can live with that. I don't like it, but I can live with it. If he's just fighting to fight, which is kind of what it seemed like was happening last night, like the the argument behind fighting is that it polices the game where the refs don't do anything. The refs had already called the penalty. I don't know. I do know what his thought process was. It is just so endlessly frustrating to watch things like that go down because it's unnecessary. It's the preseason. Did the hit on Carson Meyer suck? Yeah. The player was penalized for it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do beyond get this guy out of the game for another five minutes or what, but turns out he didn't even do that. He just got penalty minutes for trying to chase this guy down the ice and mug him, essentially. Um, so that's the, the Eric Branson show. I'm looking forward to that happening at least eight to 12 more times this season. Uh, and I'm going to yell about it each and every time. So that's... Uh, 
that's going to be fun. Looking forward to that. Can you tell that I'm being sarcastic? I feel like I need to really up the sarcasm in my voice. But beyond the Gabranson thing, beyond the scoreline, um, like I said, I thought the goaltending was fine. Uh, I thought Kosolinger looked good out there for his first preseason action. Um, and beyond that, it was just a standard... Like I said, it was a bunch of guys competing for spots. And now... Uh, a bunch of those guys have either been sent down or put on waivers. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about in the next section. Uh, there's a couple of guys being sent down that I maybe wouldn't have sent down. But that's, you know, this, that's why I don't run this team. Uh, so that's all coming up in a minute on Locks on Blue Jackets. So the Blue Jackets sent a handful of players down after last night's game. They uh, sent... Some players down that I probably would have, and then they sent some players down that I probably wouldn't have. Um, I think the most notable for me is Kirill Marchenko has been sent to Cleveland. Uh, Carson Mai has also been sent down. Uh, Jake Christensen has also been sent down. That one is unsurprising considering there's just there's just no room. I talked about this on, on Monday. There's just no room on the defensive core. Um, Victor Esk was released from his PTO, and also, um, I believe, Brennan Gaunt was put on waivers for the purpose of reassignment. So the Blue Jackets are down to, I think they need to make four more cuts on the forward, on the, the skater side of things. Uh, they need to make six cuts overall, but they've still got all four goalies. So there's two, two cuts immediately. Um, and then... The guys that are left is, uh, uh, let's see, who's who's likely to be on the chopping block? Well, I say the chopping block. That sounds really dramatic. Um, so the players that are left are uh, Gaudreau making the team, obviously. Line making the team. Jenna, Nyquist, Roslovic, Varacek, Sillinger, Robinson, Corrali, Danforth, uh, Bemstrom, Chinakov. I would imagine all of those guys are going to make the team. Uh, and then they've got Matthew Olivier, Kent Johnson, Liam Foodie, and Yuna Luotu. Uh, on the defensive side, they've got Wierenski, Boquist, Gavrikov, Peek, Brenson, and Bean all making the team. And then uh, they've got Juracek, Blankenberg, and Ben Harper, who I assume will be cut. The roster's got to be at 23 for opening night. That's 29 players, including the four goalies. Tarasov and Greaves are going to go down to Cleveland, so they need to make they need to cut four of Olivier Johnson, Foodie, Lotu, Irachek, Blanks, uh, Blankenberg, and Harper. So I don't think there's going to be any surprises, really. Um, I think Harper's going to be cut. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Lotu. He hasn't really done anything of note in the like time he's been here. I know that it's trading camp, preseason, whatever. Um, Liam Foody, I think, probably goes down to Cleveland, uh, which is a shame because I think he's looked pretty good in training camp. Uh, the only the only thing that, that not worries me, but I, I think Juracek goes down, and then I think Blankenberg is the seventh defenseman who then they just basically put a... a cap on his development because that's not how you develop your players but anyway i think ken johnson goes down to cleveland um and i think olivier makes the opening night roster which is 
extremely frustrating because, again, like, yeah, you want grit, you want size, you want guys that are willing to fight. I don't think those guys think those things don't win games. Like, Kent Johnson scores goals. Kent Johnson looks incredible out there. Olivier does not. And I don't know. I I get that the, the, there's a, a an aspect of hockey that I don't like, but I, I accept that it is there, and it's the physical side. And yeah, okay, maybe the Blue Jackets do need to get a little bit bigger. They do, do need to get a little bit more physical. But I don't think that should come at the cost of your young guys and your talented guys. So it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's super frustrating. It is what it is. I'm still going to be real mad when Olivier makes the opening night roster over Ken Johnson because I think Ken Johnson, with his play in Traverse City, with his play in the preseason, in training camp, like, I think I think he's looked really, really good, um, especially when they put him between Lider and Gaudreau. Like, I really like that line. Um, it looks like Jenna's going to get that on Friday's game against uh, St. Louis, I think they're playing. Um, we're going to talk about that in tomorrow's episode. Um, but I've liked Ken Johnson a lot. Uh, I think he's done enough to earn a spot on this roster. And it is frustrating to me that he's probably not going to get the ice time that he pro- that he should because of other players that, the, the, that they don't need. They did not need to pick up Olivier. Like, especially since they're paying a billion dollars to Erica Branson, who basically does all of the things that Olivier does. <sighs> frustrating. This team is so frustrating. They're so, they are on the cusp of being, like, such a good team for me. Uh, and then they go ahead and they make these boneheaded moves, and it just makes no sense to me. But um, I'm... I'm sure that this is, this is going to be a theme throughout the season is one of those places going to do something stupid. I'm going to spend six minutes yelling about it. Uh, this is this is who I am as a person. This is who this team is. But that's kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, like I said, tomorrow we're going to take a look at uh, the game on Friday, I think. Uh, I really do think it's against St. Louis. I should have pulled the, the schedule up. So we're going to look at that game. Uh, all I know is that that top line of... Lion Acre and Boone Jenner is going to be one to watch. Uh, so that's coming out tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you would like to subscribe to the YouTube, then I am 20 subscribers away from hitting my goal before the, pre- before the end of preseason. So I go and hit that button. Uh, you could find Locked on Blue Jackets wherever you get your podcasts uh, on literally every podcasting app of choice. If you have a place that you like to listen to podcasts, you can find Locked on Blue Jackets there. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I am at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find uh, the podcast email is uh, lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, I think I'm going to do a mailbag on Friday just to uh, round out the preseason before the last game and uh, see if anyone has any questions. Uh, so if you have questions, then uh, feel free to send them in already. I will do another call tomorrow uh for for mailbag questions because it's been a minute since i've done one i think we should jump back on that train uh thank you for making this your first listen of the day i'm recording this at a weird time but if you uh if you listen or watch i appreciate you and until tomorrow make sure you stay locked on